Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hey, geniuses. Today I have Christina and Herb Hey, Averett here from Vibrant Family Education. Hey, guys, I am so glad you're both here to talk to me today. Thank you so much for having us, Heidi. This has been a lot of fun chatting beforehand. Now we're ready to get into sharing some more with your audience. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us very, very sincerely. Yes. Now this is, it's so much fun. I was like, yeah, we have to hit record because this is some good stuff. So anyway, let's get this going because you guys have so much information that I would like to share with my audience. And yeah, one of the ways that I think you really are a little bit different is you really talk about like different ways to homeschool. Do you guys actually work with uh, people that are still part of the traditional system too? Yes, actually we do. We we really want to have those parents and families who want to go into homeschooling. We call it education at home. But I also know that people are still kind of tiptoeing out. They aren't ready to make the big jump. So there are times where I work with families around the regular traditional education model and keep expanding their horizons and helping them grow and think about how they can support their child through what they're learning and then around what they're learning so that all of our families can get something that's good for them. And right now, if you miss something in in like math or reading and you don't get that, the teachers have to be on the next page of the book and the next chapter of the book and children get left behind. And so we have the ability to go and help tutor or figure out what they're missing and fill in the gaps so that they can get caught up because those mechanisms for helping kids who fall behind in the schools have fallen apart as well. So if the child starts to fall behind in a regular school system, they're kind of just left behind now. So if that's happening to your children, we have the ability to work with you to help them get caught up so that they can feel confident in a regular school system. Oh, that's awesome because I mean, you're definitely right. There are so many people, it's like, oh, you homeschool? I wish I could do that too, but I don't see how. And kind of tiptoeing out of it, that's a really good way of putting it. I live in California and I know there's other states that have this as well, but here in California, we have charter school systems that kind of can help people get out. They have a credential teacher who's working with them, but very often that's just like the first step I've talked to people a lot here in California about is escaping the system completely because Because even at charter schools, the charter schools still have to reach targets. They still have to teach the specified curriculum. There is a little more flexibility there, but they still still are part of the public education and they still answer to the government. Yeah, they they do answer the government and they still have all of those standards, all of those little boxes yep. that some bureaucrat has decided is important for your child. And that can really hinder people from really truly educating the child the way they should be. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Are there any other different ways that you guys can help people who, who want to homeschool, but, you know, aren't quite sure how. 
whole part of our program is that we really help parents set up their kind of their schedule, their rhythm, and then we kind of, you know, check in with them. It's like, how's it going? Do we need to adjust something? Also thinking about the habits, the skills, and the environment that is needed. So a lot of parents are like, oh, I think I have to set up my little desk and this and that, and make it look like school in their living room or in their extra bedroom or whatever. And even though, yes, you want a dedicated space for learning, you also want that flexibility of helping the child feel comfortable in their learning. So we also talk about a lot of that in our six-week program as well, helping make sure the parents feel confident so that they can be the leader and continue and move their child forward. And another way is school doesn't have to be during the daytime. It can be in the evening because it's not a six-hour commitment. It's a two to three-hour commitment per day for the academics. So if you need to be educating your child in the evening, you we, we help you, again, set up schedules, set up what works for your family, because it, it's so individualized to, to each family mm -hmm. because it's at your home. It's it's your family. So it's it's yeah. not it's not a one size fits all. It's a, every person is different and what works for you best, what works for your family best. Yeah, I remember I had a friend who her husband worked construction. So he would be up at 4 a.m. every single morning and he'd go to bed early as well. And so what she did is everybody would get up in the morning. Every would, everyone would have breakfast with dad and then, you know, they would have dinner earlier. I mean, the whole thing, everybody would go to bed earlier, but it, they were able to totally structure their day around dad's schedule so that dad could be a part of their lives because otherwise he was getting up you know before everybody else and he would get home and have to go to bed before everybody else and so they weren't able to have that family time so. and that flexibility would be so much easier to accommodate if you are educating your children at home but if you had to be at school from eight to four then that really throws wrinkles yeah. in all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I know you did an amazing presentation for the Realizing Genius Homeschool Conference coming up in February 22nd through 27th. And you were talking in there a little bit, you just mentioned about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs homeschooling. And so I want to just, you know, just ask you a little bit more. How can entrepreneurs actually homeschool? What do you guys think? It is one of those things that it's actually a match made in heaven. Because if you think about the entrepreneur, their schedules are almost always different than the traditional schedule. Their flexibility is different. Their conferences, their travel, everything is so much different than kind of our regular normal life kind of thing. And so if you had your kids at home with you, education at home, you got to weave their learning in between or and around your business. And then, you know, if you needed to leave for a conference for a week and you couldn't necessarily focus on the education, well, that's okay. Because if you take them with you to that conference, they're getting the other part of the education that we want our kids to have anyway. We, it's giving them the life experiences and the interpersonal relationships and everything they see as they're with you. So if they can take, those entrepreneurs can take their families with them, right? Or like I said, be more flexible. So maybe they have a certain hour or two of work that they have to do each day because they're maybe international, right? Well, guess what? 
while they're doing that, hopefully their kids can be working on their schoolwork and stuff and kind of be working side by side, you know, set up dueling desks, right? You know, little, little desk and big desk and, and work on each your stuff, right? But, you know, it's just that because you're in charge of the education and because you're teaching them so much more than just reading, writing, math, it's very, very a great match for and, entrepreneurs. And, and there's also entrepreneurs make really great teachers as well because entrepreneurs, they have to do business development. They're always taking classes. They're always learning. They do personal development, you know, mindset stuff to, to how do you change your brain to get to where you're, to what you need. And really the way we started is, is there's the personal development, there's the home development. And so many entrepreneurs do this to bring their freedom to their family. They, oh, I'm doing this because this isn't working. We need to free the family. But then they lose the family in the process because they're working so hard. And so by bringing their children home and educating them, they are starting with the end goal first. They have their children. They have their family. They're building their family. They are bringing that together. At the same time, they're building everything. So instead of waiting till the end and wait till, oh, I'm, when I finally get enough money, then I'll homeschool. When I finally get enough money, then I'll try and fix all of the problems of me not being here. And what happened with us is we tried that. And it got to the point where we reached out to our youngest son and we had already lost him. And so my youngest son doesn't talk to me anymore. There were some other issues that came up. So we didn't communicate well and we were gonna fix the problems later. And then when it came time to fix the problems, it was too late. So for an entrepreneur, this is like ideal because again, they get to what they're starting, what they're doing all of this for is their family, but they're losing their families. So if they bring their family into the mix right from the start and bring the education like they're doing with, again, the personal development, they're always learning the, the business development, they're always learning, just add the family development and the education. And so you're always learning and it just meshes really well in with everything. We call it our three-legged stool, the three pieces. You can't have a two-legged stool. It has to be a three-legged stool. So let's bring that family in and make it three-legged stool. Oh, I love that. I am very passionate about entrepreneurship and teaching that to kids. And entrepreneurship, a kid witnessing their parent work in business is such an education because they're they're learning about hard work. They're learning about you know, how to make money. It's not like, oh, it just kind of floats in, you know. They're going to watch their parents fail and watch how their parents deal with that. Now, an entrepreneur is going to fail a lot and they get back up and they do it again and they fail and then they make it work. And so just just having the children being able to see that it doesn't always go right, but you, you pick up and you learn and you figure out what you need to do and you keep moving. I mean, that lesson is not taught in schools and that's not part of the education, but that is something that they're going to learn and it's going to stick with them. Yeah, I love that. I was just talking to a friend about how important it is to teach kids how to fail and that failure is just, I I love the acronym um, for fail, first attempt in learning. And if you just look at it as that, that's just the first attempt in the traditional school system and what most parents were brought up in, and it's it's even more prevalent today, it's like kids are not allowed to fail. 
It's like, oh, you're going to hurt their feelings. Oh, you know, everybody needs a trophy. And I'm like, that's so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because they aren't building their own self-worth, their own character, if they're never allowed to try hard things. Now, does that mean that you put them at an impossible task? No, but you give them high expectations and then you support them to get there. You don't do it for them. Yeah. And and if they do fail and they start moving again, they can feel good about that moving. And then the reward is in the work and it's not at the end. Because if you put the reward at the end, then then if the reward stops, then the work stops. So you need to figure out how to make the work the reward and entrepreneurs have to do that. They have to do that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, teaching them that, internal intrinsic motivation rather than that extrinsic because and really that is what is ingrained in the traditional school system and the traditional education mindset is that you know you're checking off a box you're getting a grade that's your reward and you're done and it's it's producing all of these these kids that and we now have these adults who are not reading after they get out of school they're done learning There's a study that they did where they took a bunch of kids who like to do art and then they started giving them little gold stars whenever they did art. And then they stopped giving them the gold stars and the kids stopped doing the art. They did it spontaneously because they loved it. And then they started getting rewarded for it. And then they took away the reward and it stopped. And that happens in so many different ways in our education system that once you know this and you start watching it, you can just see how it, how it destroys children's motivations to, to do stuff that they love because, oh, I love doing this. Oh, here's a reward. And then suddenly the reward stopped and what they love stops. It's, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Have you guys read the book Drive by Daniel Pink? No, it doesn't sound um, familiar. Maybe it doesn't. It's you probably love it. It's actually for uh, business people, but it's all about what motivates you. And I don't know. I I highly recommend the book just because it really talks about developing motivation and how important motivation is, and you can apply it to education very easily. Got it. Yeah. Okay. One of the things I really want to talk to you guys about, and and this is mainly for Christina, but I just, I want to make sure we get this in there because I know that there are so many people in the school system that want out. Yeah. And you got there, you're out. (laughs) So first of all, tell us what did it take for you to actually push you over the edge to actually make you jump ship? And then how did you do it? Well, the, the the push out was kind of a sad thing because as we kind of alluded to before, when COVID and stuff hit and finding out all the different things that are having to be taught and the different morals and things that I couldn't line up with anymore with what the school wanted me to teach. I finally made a choice of, you know, I, either I'm promoting what they are teaching by teaching it, or I need to take the stand and do what I know needs to be done. So that was the big main push. And, you know, the other thing is that people are talking about the system being broken, but they don't talk about solutions. And so when Herb and I started talking about vibrant family education as a solution to this brokenness, a solution to the things that are going wrong, it's like, put your 
money where your mouth is basically is like if you're going to promote the solution then let's go do it so that was the biggest push there was one there's one more big health push is yeah i'm gonna go there the the vaccines <laughs> the vaccines were pushed so hard and it it wasn't right for me it it was it was yeah it was for not me, tested right? there was no backing for it and now now that it's that now that it's passed the stuff that they are finding out and that it's coming out is like it's not what they said it was yeah. for our health issues and, and ethical issues because of some of the stuff that's in the vaccines it's like no we're we're not going to do that yeah. and the pushback that she got as a oh, teacher it was insane it was insane they wouldn't let her into buildings in some of the buildings they they made her wear masks when nobody else had when to. nobody else had to so there there was the dynamics around the fascist way they were pushing these untested medicines and it's like hey my body my choice i'm not taking the vaccine and that just didn't fly yeah that that taking away of our freedom of choice i i agree i had a real problem with that i know I really feel like if people want to take vaccines, that should be their choice. It should not be up to a government entity to be telling anyone how to do that and or what to do, especially with their children. So I'm I'm totally with you on that. We have a podcast and our, our shtick is inside and outside the box. 27-year teacher, very much when you hear her talk, she very much defends the the teachers. And she still talks in a way that's like, oh, Mrs. Hey Abert comes out. I'm outside of the box. I did a lot of research. I, I do a lot of alternate media. And I heard things that, that kind of scared me. And it's like, there was no way I was going to risk my wife, my life on an untested thing. And it's like, I, I was like, no, you're going to leave the school before you get that. And that was not an if. That was if they forced that we're done. And it, it almost got there, but she did jump right before yeah. it got that bad. Exactly. For those who are thinking like, how do I get out? How do I make that step? You know, granted, you don't want to just take big, huge leap of faith and not have anywhere to fall. But at the same time, start doing little bits at a time, start doing little presentations or podcasts or different things that help you define what you want to do once you're out of the school and then continue on from there. So like Herb said, you know, the podcast that we have bringing education home is also another one of our joys because we get to share so many amazing people and expertise and events with families who are trying to make that choice of, is it time to take that step away from the traditional system? What can I do to improve what I already have? What can I do to make sure my children are happy, healthy, and successful? Yeah, we just covered three big myths on that people thought. If we get into the food at school, the nutrition, what that's happening there. I mean, that scares you. There, there's so many other things that, that are actually issues or problematic that we do cover that that we didn't have time to today yeah. but you know nutrition is like huge what they feed our kids in school is almost criminal they cram so much sugar in them and then they, they expect, expect them to, to sit, sit in little rows 
and boys specifically are not designed to learn sitting down. We need to move. We need to exercise. And sitting still for, for a young man and trying to learn, it's just not healthy. Yeah. Well, I have five boys. You know. So you know. I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I, I have five boys. My fourth son for the first few years, he learned everything bouncing on one of those little trampolines. Yep. He was either doing that or running up and down our stairs. Yeah. yeah. And, and drawing on stuff, you know, get him a dry erase yeah. marker, teach him how to write on windows. Oh, look, I've got to write on windows and they'll learn yeah. how to write. And then you just go erase it. It's like, there's so many, there's so many different ways your children can learn instead of sitting in rows being taught facts. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, absorb the information. Rote memorization has been shown to be the least effective way where if you're learning by having fun, if you make it fun, it is, what is it like 20 times faster or something like that? Or yeah, anyway. called popcorn readers and they read a couple of words and then she's like, pop, 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 pop. And I, I see this and it makes me laugh and the kids love it and they just can't wait to keep reading. So yeah, yeah, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's so many ways to make things fun. So why not? Why not? Especially when they're little, especially when they're little. Well, guys, we have come to the end, but this was so much fun. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your genius with the world and for all you're doing to help people educate their kids in a really effective way and by for bringing them home, which more and more people are figuring out, that's what they need to do, both for their kids and for their family. And I'm just so grateful that you add that third leg to the stool, you know, that bringing family into that education is so important. And I will be sure and put all of your information uh, to contact you in the show notes. Uh, so everybody, please check that out. And also, again, be sure and check out their presentation that is in the uh, Realizing Genius Homeschool Conference. It is free and it is um, from February 22nd through 27th, 2024. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.